Hello there. You're listening to the Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to talk about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. And we'll also be discussing the news that has come out of CinemaCon 2023 as we look forward to what the rest of the year has to offer and the summer movie season of 2023. We'll talk about how stacked it is. Let's start off with our box office breakdown for April 21st to the 23rd. Coming in first place to no surprise to anybody, anywhere, for any reason, Super Mario Bros. It made $59 million over the weekend. That's a 35% drop, which is very sturdy, if you ask me. It is the highest third, week anime, highest third weekend for an animated film, which brings its domestic total to $450 million and its worldwide total to $900 million, guaranteeing a $1 billion crossover, most likely this upcoming weekend. Ryan, your thoughts on this massive domination in our box office game? I am thrilled. A truly great performance. But the best thing is that it hasn't even opened in every market yet. This weekend, it's opening in a couple more markets. Do you want to guess what one of those markets might be? Is it China? No, it's open in China. Not doing well there. China, for whatever reason, I mean, just Hollywood films are not doing good there at any point. But no, it is... Japan, ah. the place that originated Mario in the first yeah. place, it's opening this weekend there, so it should do gangbusters as well, like it has mm. done in the home market and pretty much every market. So, Ooh. yeah, it is definitely going to clear a billion this weekend, and then we'll see how high it can get. There's talks about will it be able to get up to Frozen 2's number, which is 1.4 billion. We'll have to see about that, but it does seem like it can beat out the first Frozen's 1.2 billion, which would be so beautiful. Yeah, that'd be cool, I guess. <laughs> Wouldn't be cool for me, but it would be cool for you. Yes. After that, we have Evil Dead Rise with 24.5 million. So a really good performance there. Really yeah. strong. It didn't quite get the franchise record, but it was right there. Almost got it. Uh, and yeah, definitely going to be a good start to its box office run. For sure. Not doing well is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which came after that, with $6.3 million. Well, compared to some of his previous films, definitely uh, a little better than what it's been doing lately. But yeah, sure. not not a great performance. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4 with $5.8 million in its fifth weekend. Still doing really well for itself. Hell yeah. Dungeons & Dragons, $5.5 million. After that, Air, 5.4 million. The Pope's Exorcist, 3.4 million. Renfield, 3.2 million, a hefty drop. Bo is Afraid, 2.6 million. And then coming in 10th, Suzumi with 1.6 million. Now we can do some box office predictions for the upcoming weekend of April 28th to the 30th. First thing we want to talk about Mario in its fourth weekend. Ryan, what do you think it will hit this time? I mean, it's been having some incredible holds. One might mm -hmm. call them sturdy holds. So I'm going to say, let's say about 35 million. 
I was going to say 32. So we're pretty much both going to be on the money. Mm-hmm. After that, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, the classic novel from Judy Bloom. It's coming from director Kelly Freeman Craig, who did Edge of 17, and it is getting incredible reception. Really? And it's a very popular book. Like, I think it's going to do quite well. I think it can even get up to 20 million. I was going to say 16, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. After that was Big George Foreman, which is a movie that I don't think is going to crack 10 million. I think there's too much competition going on. I don't think there's enough advertisement for it. So I'm going to say eight. Yeah, I'm going even lower, sadly, with six million. Damn. Which is a shame, but... Yeah, I don't think, as you said, the marketing, I don't know if it's there. And it's just very crowded right now. Like Mario's still taking up all the steam. And then, yeah, all these other smaller films are coming out. I think they have a much bigger draw. So that's not going to do too well. And uh, Sisu, or Sisu, not sure exactly the pronunciation there, but that's a film about a Finnish gold miner who's trying to protect his gold from all these Nazis that want it. And so he's going to mess Hell them yeah. all up. So that's also gotten really good reception. Looks like a fun time of just straight up action. I'm wondering how well it will do, though. Um, it seems like it should do really well, but it doesn't seem it's going to be one that will actually be able to break out too much. I'm so I'm also going to really, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying more of it. the like seven million, eight million number. I think it can get twelve. That'd be nice. I have I mean, faith. I, I'm rooting for it, but. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I'm a little bit of a doubter there, but I hope I can be proven wrong and that it'll catch on. I hope to prove you wrong. <laughs> You're going to prove me wrong? You're going to be the one that fuels it? I'm going to put million? six million of my own money in this, in this one film. <laughs> All right. Now we can talk about CinemaCon, which is the annual convention of uh, theater owners. They all get brought together. I believe it was in Las Vegas. I know it was last year. Um, but they get brought together, and then all the major studios put on, put on these presentations about their upcoming slate to entice the theater owners to program their films for a lot longer and with much more screens and more like show times so that they can make as much money as possible. So Yay. I think it's a very fascinating event. The dream is one day to be able to go to that because that'd be so cool because you get to see these early screenings, all this early footage, and they oftentimes will bring out the filmmakers or the uh, actors that are starring in it. So it seems like a fun time. And then we always get a bunch of announcements or new trailers, things like that, much more information about upcoming projects. So we're going to go over what the presentations were from the major studios, talk about some of the films they discussed, the announcements that mm -hmm. came out of there. Um, of course, we were not in attendance, so we don't have firsthand knowledge of how these trailers or footage or pictures came across. We'll just have to go on other people's opinions and the general sort of consensus. But it'll be a good way to just gauge what's coming up and what things might be worthwhile. So the first studio that had their presentation was Sony. And again, we're not going to talk about every single project that they mentioned, just a few that I picked out that might be notable to discuss. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you want to learn more about all the films that were there, definitely look them up and get more insight into that. But some of the selections that I made here from Sony's Friends presentation, Dumb Money, 
the film that's going to be about the GameStop stock surge back in 2021. It's like a big short style film starring Paul Dano. That's going to be all about how yeah, just one guy saw what was going on and then decided to invest as much as he can in a GameStop as it was rocketing. So I'm interested in this film. As a as an individual who had GameStop <laughs> stock at the time, you're indeed as someone who, uh, for unrelated reasons, did invest a little bit into the GameStop stock um, before then. But then, yeah, we we do know a mutual party who was able to get quite a good amount of money, not as much as some people like what I'm sure the Paul Dano character, because some dude like literally, I mean, multimillionaire from just being able to see what was happening here and mm-hmm. investing in it at the right time. But yeah, just because of that connection, I think it'd be fascinating to see how they explore it. Um, and then, yeah, just that like sort of comedic satirical angle on it and just how, again, like stock markets and all this stuff are just so vibes based and can overnight something like this can happen that can make the little guy huge and then scare all these big investment firms. So yeah. I think that like story is compelling. And then obviously, yeah, that was one of the most like major strange events that came out of that uh pandemic time so i'm curious about it dylan how are you feeling about dumb money uh i mean i'll keep my eyes out i'll stay interested it's got some good cast it's got seth rogan <coughs> fuck me it's got <laughs> are, seth you rogan. are you okay boy i don't know man it's got seth rogan it's got uh what's his name sebastian stan Got some like good names attached for Shailene Woodley, so mm-hmm. I think it could be good. I think it could be funny. I'm not like a hundred percent sold on the story. Aren't you a uh, a Big Short guy? Don't you love that film? I do love the Big Short. You're right. So if it is similar to the Big Short, perhaps I can get on board. But we'll mm-hmm. see. I'm just gonna keep my eyes out for now and not really lean too heavy into one way or another about whether or not I'm excited. Will you see it in theaters when it comes out? I have no idea. All right, I have no clue. <laughs> we will follow we'll up with that way later on. Yep. Napoleon, another film that was talked about at the Sony presentation. It's from like Apple TV, but they're partnering with Sony to distribute it in theaters, which is beautiful. They're doing the same thing Epic. with the Killers of the Flower Moon, but with Paramount, I believe. So that's great that at least Apple TV is committed to putting these films in theaters. We can see it there. And, of course, it's from Ridley Scott, starring Joaquin Phoenix. I'm very excited about it. And they showed a nine-minute battle scene from the film. And apparently, it is awesome. It is fantastic. Ridley Scott, who does really well with action, especially, like, period piece action. It seems like he's nailed it once again. So, that is great to hear. maybe. Again, we we talked about this on the Ridley Scott episodes. If you want to hear more, you can go back then. But uh, the Ridley Scott period pieces have not sold me. And you know this. Not the biggest Gladiator fan. Only kind of like The Last Duel. You liked so, it. What are you talking I, about? It's just underselling going on here. <laughs> you can read, but you can listen back and hear me say, I kind of liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was great cinema. I just liked it. Did you think that? Duel was great cinema. Duel, yeah, the duel. The said duel and last duel. Oh, the duel was great. Yeah, the actual end of the the movie where they actually duel was pretty good. 
pretty good. What are you on about? I liked it. I thought it was good. Listen to that episode. We were passionate about about? it. We were saying that was great. Edge of your seat, gripping the armrests. Like, come on. What you talking about? Yeah, but I mean, you've also got like an hour and a half or hour, 40 minutes of movie leading up to that. That's just not as good that we talked about has flaws and yada, yada. I think I gave it a three and a half. You think that's great cinema? Not great cinema, but it's good. I mean, and I never said it wasn't good. I said I liked it. God damn it. Yeah, but you were not passionate. You're not enthused about it. Not really. Napoleon. I was enthused about it because I had just watched it. It's been like over a year since I saw that movie. And I more recently watched parts of fucking uh, <laughs> uh yeah, what House is it of Gucci. Called? House of Gucci. And that is more prevalently in my mind in terms of period pieces by Ridley Scott. Well, yeah. you can wash that out of your mind by seeing Napoleon later this year, and it's gonna be epic. Gonna be I hope fantastic. it's epic. I'm, I'm rooting for it. The Equalizer three, another film they had there. I have not seen The Equalizers. Have you? Nope. All right. Then I love Denzel, though. Love Denzel. It's crazy that they're doing an Equalizer 3, considering that they're also doing an Equalizer TV show with, I think, Queen Latifah is the Equalizer in the show. It's like a cable show. I have no clue. I don't know either, but they're still going on with Denzel's Equalizer, I guess. I really thought that would be a... I remember when they announced the first Equalizer, I thought that would be a one-and-done deal, and now they're on the third one. Yeah, no, they made enough movie to keep going. They made well, enough money to keep going. I should say. I guess they did, but apparently it's supposed to. At least from what people have said about the footage, it looks like it may be the best in that uh, trilogy that they got. So did Antoine Fuqua direct the first two. I believe so. Let's I mean, find out. It would make Equalizer. sense. He partners with Denzel quite a bit, so. Antoine Fuqua directed the first one. Not and number two. Equalize it. Well, let's find out. Give me oh, a second. Equalize Real time two. fact check. Yeah. Antoine Fuqua, look at that. Well, there you go. So they'll finish out their Pedro partnership on this little trilogy. Interesting. So, yeah, something to look forward to. Maybe we'll end up getting compelled by it if we hear some good reactions to it. But as of now, yeah, that's not one that's on my radar too much just because I haven't seen the other entries. Something that I am excited about. No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence comedy. This has already released a trailer. It was like a couple weeks ago. And it made me laugh. And you know how hard it is to have trailers that actually will make you laugh out loud. But this one... Pretty hard. It is very hard, yeah. And so... That's a good sign. And then people are saying that whatever footage or new trailer they showed at uh, the CinemaCon presentation, that also got people laughing quite a bit. So I am excited for this one. No hard feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. I love Jennifer Lawrence. So getting to see her just unleash the comedy because she's a funny person, but her roles have never been just strictly comedy. So we're getting to flex those muscles are going to be fascinating to see. So yeah, no hard feelings. Did you ever catch that trailer? No, I didn't, but I will watch it when we're done recording. There you go. Yeah, get on it. After that, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, of course, Sony's like big marquee film that they were uh, giving some information about at the presentation. Mm-hmm. They showed 14 minutes of it, and people, no surprise there, are raving about it. You are absolutely excited for this film. 100%. 
good news 100%. that uh, these 14 minutes people are all hyped about it? Thank fucking God. <laughs> I knew it would be too. Are you kidding me? Never once did I doubt that it would be a bad movie. Never once. Mm-hmm. You're the doubter. I'm not the doubter. Well, I'm never saying it was going to be a bad movie. I just doubt you that it said be able that you to didn't live think, up. You said you didn't think it would live up, and I said it will because I never doubted. Well, there you go. We will see. We'll be able to make the verdict ourselves later on. But at the least, it seems like it is still in contention to live up. It'd mm-hmm. be very disappointing if from those 14 minutes that they chose to show, people were like, oof, it's not going to get there. But yeah, it seems like it's going to have yet again another strong emotional story at its core and then great visuals to pair along with it. So yeah, Thank still looking God. forward to that. Indeed. And then they also talked about Craven the Hunter. Interesting. They, they revealed it will be rated R. Their first movie. rated R super mo- superhero movie from Sony specifically. That Interesting is true. That they're going this route. And then Rhino will be the villain. Not Paul Giamatti's Rhino, though. So that <laughs> I wish. Dude, I that would be great. Wish. In the R-rated movie, that would be great. <laughs> I'm going to crush you, tiny spider. <laughs> but yeah, Craven the Hunter rated R. So they're, I guess, going to go really in on that action. And make him I hope so. A brutal killer. So that'll be fascinating. It'll be interesting to see how they try and weave that into the overall Sony-verse, though. Yeah. Because... I mean, it's possible. They can just have him a little toned down if he ever runs into Spider-Man. But, mm. yeah, fascinating choice. Yeah. All right. Now we can move on to Warner Brothers Discovery, who also mm-hmm. did a presentation. One of the first things they talked about was Nun 2 and The Conjuring. There are horror movies that they're putting out there. I don't know much about The Nun 2, but I know that Conjuring 4 is going to be directed by Patrick Wilson, which is interesting. That he would take Very that true. turn. I think I would have thought that he would have wanted to walk away from the franchise, but I guess he really likes it a lot and wants to keep it going. So he's, he's going leaning, for leaning into it even more. So yeah, I mean, it's helming it. Yeah, it's doing well for himself. I mean, they're on the fourth entry of that the spinoff. Is now getting like a second one. The Nun is a spinoff of Conjuring, right? Or is that yes? I believe you're correct. Okay, I think so. I have no clue because obviously. I'm not watching these movies. Not a horror fan. But is it Insidious? For those of you out there, I don't know. I don't well, that's remember. from a different. Yeah, well, let's when, let's find, find out. Let's find out. <laughs> Do another real time fact. No, I think Insidious because that was its own franchise, right? And I also yeah, it was separate from The Conjuring. Yeah, so I think The Nun is in fact uh, Conjuring. I don't know because I thought The Conjuring wasn't that the one that was based on the real stories. mm Hmm. Ed and Lorraine Warren, yeah. I don't know if the nun... God, now I gotta look it up. <laughs> While you do that, I can start talking about Dune Part 2. They showed a trailer featuring some of the new characters that are being brought in, and then all new locations. That was something it that... Is the Conjuring. It is? Yeah, The Conjuring 2, I should say, specifically. Alright, well, there you go. Well, oh, there we go. And now the spinoff has a sequel. So, yeah, yeah look forward to that later in the year. Isn't but Conjuring Dune... 2 the one with the fucking old guy? Because that movie sucked. Well, were remember. there nuns in it? <laughs> you remember the yeah, old guy? Yeah, this is the one with the old guy. Yeah, this movie sucked. Oh, and... I didn't even finish it. It was bad. <laughs> there was wow. there was some cool stuff to it. But overall, I think it sucked. Wow. Anyway, Great. keep going about uh, Dude Part 2, since you're so excited about this. Yeah, so Denis Villeneuve went out on stage, and he was talking about it. Talking about how I mean, we're going to see all new locations, and then obviously 
the new characters played by like Austin Butler and Florence Pugh, Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet were also there. And then Zendaya confirmed that she will have more of a role in this rather than just being in dream sequences. Thank so God. That'll be exciting to see as well. They did not release a trailer for the public yet, which I'm salty about, but there were images that were released, I think kind of unrelated. It was like a Vanity Fair thing, but um, yeah, so there are some images you can check out of Florence Pugh and uh, yeah. as Princess Irulan and Baron Harkonnen. So that is... Bro, I gotta start nice reading thing. Dune again. You do. You gotta get on it. I left off when the first movie ends. <laughs> Well, so I, can, I literally just have back to up. finish it. Yeah, I can see I can see it on my shelf right now with the bookmark halfway through. Nice. Uh, we also have Barbie, which you were very excited about. Hell yeah! They brought out all the people involved there, um, and then Ryan Gosling was talking about how he didn't know if he was going to be up to the task of playing Ken. He didn't see energy. the connection, but he was able to find his Kenergy. So there you go. That seems like I'm it'll glad. be quite uh, a good time again you're it's definitely looking movie. forward to it i'm looking forward to Dude, it I, I, was in, solid. I was watching super mario bros last night with everybody and in the barbie trailer came on and we watched the whole thing and at the end of it isa was like it doesn't look good she thought it looked bad the barbie thing yes wow and i said you're crazy <laughs> it looks amazing it's gonna be amazing what does she think of the ken joke or the repeating ken joke i don't know i didn't ask her about that oh. I know Lillian didn't like the beach off jokes at the end of the trailer. <laughs> wow. So Which I thought it was good jokes. So not everyone on board, it seems like, but yeah, you certainly are. You want to see the Kennergy come to life. I'm more than excited. <laughs> I'm thrilled. We also have the color purple. They brought out Oprah onto the stage to talk about the film and then the upcoming remake. Although it's not really a remake. It's like in a, adaptation of the stage musical so they also showed a trailer also not released to the public but sometime soon we'll be getting that since the film comes out this december but that also got really positive reactions and yeah the songs like the actresses that are part of it that are singing in there apparently mm -hmm. off the charts so that is one to look forward to yeah I think I'll be excited for that. I need to watch the original Color Purple, though. I know. I got to catch up on that. Some uh, Spielberg. An yeah. interesting choice for him and his filmography. Sort of different from all the other stuff. So that'll be interesting to see how this... Have you, this... Seen... Say what? Have you seen the clip of Elizabeth Banks at like an award ceremony? And I think it's... God... I don't know what award ceremony is, but it's like a smaller one. Like a less known one. And she like starts ad-libbing. And she's like... She's talking about Steven Spielberg. She's like, you know, Steven Spielberg never directed a movie with a woman as the lead. And someone in the crowd goes, the color purple. And she goes, well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Did she say that? She's like, oh, never mind. Forget yeah, about she that goes, one. well, I was wrong. <laughs> Why'd she bring that up? I don't know. It was, it's a really funny clip. Maybe it was like a bit that they had rehearsed. I'm not sure, but it's a really funny clip. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, yeah, color purple the new version coming later this year. They also had a bit of James Gunn's DC. They mentioned like Superman legacy coming out. Um, some stuff about like Joker and Batman part two, no footage or pictures or anything from this, uh, from those films. But 
they wanted to let people know that it is happening. It is going forward. And then they shared some stuff from Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2. But the crown jewel of the Warner Brothers presentation was The Flash. They had a new trailer. And then they had a screening later that day. So similar to last year with Top Gun Maverick, they had the first screening at CinemaCon. And then that like started the hype train, which just Mm -hmm. continually grew and grew. Warner Brothers wants to do the same sort of thing here of getting that positive buzz out there as early as possible and then just letting it build up and build up until release date. So they had the screening and it seems like the hype might be real. The reactions were really positive. There were a couple that were like, oh, it's messy and (laughs) it suffers from the same problems that like DZ overall has. But a lot of other people were saying that it's very emotional very heartwarming a lot of great surprises in there it's funny it's entertaining the opening is apparently really solid um, but all the like actors in there are good keaton's batman of course really well received so Always. yeah some people said it's like back to the future meets spider-man no way home weird yeah pretty fascinating stuff were you able to catch yeah. the newest trailer no, I'm going to stay away from it. I want to just um, go in blind. Blind as blind as I can because I've seen the first trailer. Right. I'd say that's smart because there are you some things it? that they show in the trailer that I'm like, why would you not have just Spoilery. waited in the for it to happen in the theater? And then you would have gotten a pop from the crowd from that. But instead, they show it in the, theater, in the trailer. And I'm like, why? Yeah, dude, so, they always do that shit. It's so annoying. It's very annoying. Trailers yeah. these days suck. They do, but it's like, mm, like there was already the template of like Spider-Man No Way Home, but you've already shown, okay, we're having multiple Batman in this. So why would you go even further to show some like certain elements that would have been so cool just to see on the big screen for the very first time? It's yeah. like, man, like you already had it. So you had the hook. We know they're in it. Now just yeah. have some restraint, but they emphasize it so much in the trailer. But I still think it's solid but again the reactions i think are more of what's hooking me and drawing me in than the trailers themselves so yeah yeah fascinating stuff to see yeah i'm interested now let's move on to the disney slash fox catalog what we're going to talk about first is the trailer i just watched for their upcoming animated movie wish i liked it i thought it was good i thought the animation style was interesting i thought the story was interesting i thought the song they played was really good I'm more interested in it now than I was before, which is always what a trailer should do to mm-hmm. a potential audience member. So, hey, cool. Thoughts, Ryan? The one thing for me was that the animation style, like the 2D, yeah. 3D blend that they were doing there. Again, mm-hmm. my like understanding and vocabulary for animation is bad, so I have no idea exactly how to describe it. But whatever they were doing there, mm-hmm. like blending that stuff, I thought was super compelling. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that stood out to me. The other stuff, I mean, I do like that. At least it seems like they're having a straight up villain. That was the other compelling part. As for like the minor glimpse of the story that we got of the one little wishing star thing that was going yeah. around sprinkling things. I'm like, okay, like that's a, a type of thing we've seen a lot in other stories. So I'll have to wait and see how they develop that to make it more interesting. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the strongest part for me was the animation style. Um, yeah. And yeah, this is the 100th anniversary of Disney. Same thing for Warner Brothers. So it's fascinating that they're going to have a new 
original uh, animated musical. So we'll see if it'll be able to be a Frozen or if it will not be able to live up. What do you think? Do you think this has the potential to break out like Frozen or not? Yeah, I think it did. When I was watching the trailer, I thought they could very possibly hit that high note. With yeah, I was if they hit so. it hard with the comedy and with the songs, I think they could. I was going back to watch the original Frozen trailers to see because yeah. I was like, that was just like it came out of nowhere. It was so huge, such a phenomenon. So I went back to that because I was like, oh, the Wish trailer it was kind of cool, but I was like, I don't know if this has the potential to break out like that. But then the Frozen trailers, those original trailers were not good. So really, I don't know how it became such a sensation. They also weren't even playing Let It Go in any of those trailers, at least the ones that I like look back at. And so I, yeah, and that was like the main back on the main song draw. Yeah. I feel like because yeah, you mentioned the song in this one, but it didn't hook me at all. And so I was like, I, I, I hope that's not their Let It Go song because I don't know if that'll be able to pull everyone in. So yeah, I don't know. I think. It definitely has that potential. We'll see. Disney would love for that to be the case. I'm sure they're going to try and push it as, again, like the culmination of the 100 years of all these stories and the fairy tales that they made. So, yeah, we'll have to see. But moving from that original story to a remake of a different animated property they had, Little Mermaid, they showed some footage there. And not too dissimilar from the trailers the visuals it's not looking great especially those live action creatures oh god dude the fucking crab it looks so horrible the crab flounder yeah it is not looking great on that front i don't know why they didn't just make them look just even a bit more cartoony yeah like it would have gone over so much real fucking crab It's so weird. But people are saying that Halle Bailey is a really good Ariel. Good. So that's good to see. Like, obviously, her singing is going to be amazing. But then also, I guess, from the footage of her acting, it seems like she's embodying that really well. And then they also had Ursula, the Poor Unfortunate Soul song. So getting to see more of Melissa McCarthy, it seems like she's also going to do really well. I mean, yeah, not too surprising there. But yeah, we'll have to see how it'll go this is one that again it could break out and do like aladdin or beauty of the beast with remakes or it could fall short it could just flounder (laughs) it could flounder and there you go but yeah hopefully it will be more on the sensation side for me since it is part of my draft i hope not (laughs) i hope not all right we have marvel stuff they didn't bring out kevin feige and they also kind of didn't show much new footage at all. Like, it was really disappointing, Before. it sounds like, from what they showed of Marvel. So, you got only a glimpse of the Marvels. Obviously, Amen already came out. And they don't have much of the Disney Plus stuff because they're, like, putting all that on pause. They definitely didn't want to show any of Loki um, with the whole Jonathan Majors thing. So, yeah, and then Guardians is right around the corner. It's, like, next week. So... They didn't show anything other than a scene that part of it was already released to the public. And then separately, the press screening for Guardians happened this past week and reactions, actual reviews have come out lately. And it is positive. It's not like top 
tier like matching original guardians but it is extremely positive i'm trying to look at what the uh round tomato score is right now because i think it's at like 80 or something like that that's surprisingly low for a guardians thing i can't remember what the what guardians 2 was Please be good. Please be good. Dude, a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is not good. I will never watch another Marvel movie again. I'll just call it quits. That was the last hope I had. I think it'll be good. It's at 79% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. But they're saying that it has the same like quirky comedy humor that you know and love from that. It pulls on the heartstrings. It's got solid action, great music, obviously. So I think it'll be exactly what you expect to be honest so i think it'll be solid and definitely a step up from what we've seen lately from marvel good but good, yeah good. after that a haunting in venice i threw this in there just because i'm curious about <laughs> your so thoughts stupid. on kenneth Branagh's uh poirot movies so he got Bad. a third one stop got making them th- kenneth Branagh. <laughs> go back and make shakespeare again hmm this Hamlet was good. His four-hour Hamlet is really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And these these Kenneth Branagh Hercule Poirot movies are not good. <laughs> have you read A Hunting in Venice? No, I have not. Interesting. So you're not going to see it then either? No, I will not. <laughs> All right. Well, I also... It's my not-so-silent protest. <laughs> I also probably will not be watching it just because a haunting in Venice. I don't know if it's got some more spooky supernatural elements in there. But yeah, I also never even about being Death scary? in the Nile. You should be scared of how bad it is. <laughs> that too. That's a real horror. Jesus. But yeah, I mean, they made a third one. I guess there's more to go, right? How many pro books are there? Like 20 something. Jesus. So God, we'll please see don't if, make all of them. If it'll be able to continue. That would be crazy. <laughs> um, but all right, after that. I only support his desires if he plans to make all 20-something books. Because that would be incredible. <laughs> that would be wild. Instead of just doing Shakespeare's catalog, he just says every single Her- Hercule Perot book. That would be insane. <laughs> insane. I would love A, it. An original film original sci-fi film coming from gareth edwards okay is called the creator starring john david washington and jimmy chan it's about an apocalyptic war between humans and ai mm-hmm. very very timely in this year and john david washington written is entirely pretty- with chat gpt <laughs> that'd be funny the yeah the all the ai characters are written with chat gpt that would be um, incredible it would be so John David Washington, his character is protecting an android child um, in during that war. And here's a little line that was shown in the trailer. Again, the trailer has not been made public. The film is coming at like the end of September, so we should be getting something soon. But this is one of the like buzziest films, and it's the one that I'm most excited about from all these Sony, uh, all these CinemaCon presentations. Um, really. Yeah, because I heard nothing about it before this, and then now I'm hooked because people are saying it looks great. And then this little line as well of only good people get into heaven is what John David Washington says to the child when he's asking about heaven, and then the kid responds, so you can't get there because you're not good, and I can't get there because I'm not people. So that line, I think, 
is solid. I like that. It's pretty good. It's going to play around yeah. a lot with, again, like creator, God, heaven, all this sort of thing of humans creating the AI and then that going poorly and then just seeing where that conflict leads. But again, has a fascinating premise, certainly very timely. I like that line of dialogue. John David Washington, I'm hoping we're going to get to see good shades of him in this. Uh, but also, again, people are saying it's it just looks phenomenal, like Blade Runner quality. It's shot by Greg wow. Frazier, the Batman, the Dune films. So that makes a lot of sense. He's quickly becoming one of the best cinematographers in the business. So, yeah, I am now very excited for the creator. Hmm. Me too. Nice. After that, next goal wins from Taika Waititi starring Michael Fassbender. They did release the trailer for this. I don't think you were able to catch it, but were, was this something you were going to see regardless of that trailer? I go back and forth. I go back and forth. Really? There's already a documentary about the story, and I figured I might as well just watch the documentary. And so, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the biggest Taika Waititi fan, but I think that's because I haven't seen any of his... I haven't really seen any of his movies, but I certainly haven't seen the good ones. Like, I haven't seen Hunt for the Wilder People. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess maybe I'll watch it. Are you maybe? Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on Jojo Rabbit? I didn't watch it. Oh, you never watched it? Wow. Well, from what I've heard, I'd probably be thumbs down. I've seen a lot of clips on YouTube. Interesting. I don't think I'm I would like thumbs it. Thumbs up on Jojo Rabbit. I think it's good. So, I'm excited to see this next actual like non-superhero film that he's going to tackle um and yeah the story seems like nice and heartwarming again him coming in and helping the Mm -hmm. notoriously awful american samoa team just seems like it'll be a nice heartwarming story go sandgrams yeah there you go so i'll be looking forward to that we have indiana jones and the dial of destiny they showed some scenes, including, you'll love this, a chase yeah. scene involving a train. Wow! They're speaking straight to you. God, they know I love trains. So, yeah, apparently there's the nothing cooler than a train in a movie. There just really isn't. It's just the coolest thing you could do is put a train in a movie. Mm-hmm. Train crashes, train robberies, train action. I mean, Last Crusade had a train chase on it. It was awesome. Yeah. So Gotta they, love trains. They brought it back. So stunts are looking really good, it seems. So yeah, again, we'll have to see how this one ends up turning out. But still seems like all things are pointing to it being good. Yeah. Can it be? Remember they robbed phenomenal? the train in Avatar too. Yeah, they did. Do so that. cool. I remember again. I remember seeing that scene and being like, "Oh, bro, Dylan's gonna love this." Dude, I remember sitting in the theater next to Alexa and shaking her being like, it's a train. They're robbing a train. <laughs> and it was it's, awesome. It's so funny how the train thing has just become such a dominant like opinion now for you. Like, I feel like in the it's first like, yeah, it is year or two of thing. this show, of the podcast, I, no one, like the trains never came up. No one knew about it. But now it'd be hard pressed for anyone to not know how much of an avid train supporter you are. I don't even know, like... It's trains not even like, I, like cinema. I don't have model trains or anything. I don't have like, I'm not like obsessed with like train things. I, I just, I have noticed that in movies, when there is a train present, I'm enjoying it slightly more. And I don't know why it's we'll just cooler. To- Lawrence of Arabia, bridge on the river Kwai, avatar two, uh, that one scene in, uh, the Jesse James movie with Brad Pitt with the train happens. That's awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, when you rob trains in Red Dead Redemption 2, it's fantastic. <laughs> we'll have I don't to know. Do... There's just something really cool about trains. We'll have to do an episode on trains in film and just rank the best like train moments. My favorite part in robberies the or action scenes. My favorite part in the Fablemans was in the beginning when he tries to recreate that train scene. Mm-hmm. Like smacking the train into the into the wall. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. That, that's yeah, I just really like trains, I guess. This Don't will be fun. I want to get to the root of where it came from. We'll have to go through like all the films you saw as a kid and see like where did this start? What could have been the origin of Was the it Thomas the Tank Engine? Maybe honestly it might be Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like that train sequence in the beginning. That's classic. It's also that's also the reason I like minecarts, which are similar to trains, is because of Indiana <laughs> Jones 2 with the minecart chase. Right. Mm-hmm. I like anything that's like a, a like a caravan chase because of Raiders of the Lost Ark. That caravan chase is awesome. You can't beat wow. that. Every every single uh, Uncharted game has some kind of a caravan chase. In the second game, there's a whole train sequence, and I fucking love it. There you go. There you that's go. also part of my childhood is is fighting on that train in Uncharted 2. Amazing. God, I don't this know what This will be a is. fun episode to do later down the line, to do a yeah. deep dive. Um, but yeah. Trains, trains, and more trains. But there you go. Dial Destiny should have a awesome train sequence for you to enjoy. I can't wait. Uh, the Boogeyman, some horror film remake coming later in the summer. That had a screening. Not good reactions. So Ooh, not going to be one sucks. to look at, it seems. For Universal's presentation, they start out with Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan himself comes out and introduces the new trailer, which will be shown in front of the Guardians film. So that one is looking really good. Definitely seems like it'll be an Oscar contender. Again, it's going to Barbie. <laughs> well, we will see. You. Of course, that uh, that double feature is going to be iconic. It's going to be but so much fun. It will be. But yeah, Oppenheimer, one to look forward to. They also, we're talking about a lot of their animated projects, but the one that uh, was most relevant, I think, or most interesting, rather, would be the Kung Fu Panda 4 one, since Jack Black, with his uh, foray as Bowser, is once again in the limelight, as he should be. He's great. And then Kung Fu Panda 4, of course, will be returning as Poe. And the villain will be a chameleon that will allow for the past villains that he faced to come back as well. That sounds that'll awesome. Be, that'll be really fascinating. So means I got to watch the third one. You never saw it? Wait, no, I did watch it. It was just so long ago. Because remember, the second one has the um, swan, the bird. I think the second one's the leopard, like the snow leopard guy. No, the, the snow leopard is the first is. one. Is that true? Yes, because he does the the wushu finger hold. I thought it was because this wasn't the whole thing. Oh, maybe it was. It's this and then the snow leopard goes. <laughs> I'll have to check that up. Whichever one is the one with that guy is the best. Yeah, it's the first one. It's incredible. The second so, yeah, one is the I'm bird. I'm excited to see him come back. The What is it? God, is this one? I don't even fucking remember. But that's the second one. And the third one is like the big bull guy. And he has his like panda family. And, it, and it's uh, yeah, Brian Cranston's like dad. dad. Coming back, yeah. yeah. The second one's the one with uh, God, who plays the bad guy. It's uh, it's uh, what the fuck? It's Gary Oldman, and Gary Oldman is the bird. 
Nah, whose name is Shen. Let's see if I can find a picture of the bird to show you. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one. a peacock. It's the peacock. Oh uh, yeah. He's a scary peacock. Scary omen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, super scary. Yeah, and I don't know. The third the... one's the big bull. Who plays the bull though? I don't know. I really the first one is like much more ingrained in the memory and i don't know why because i first one i'm sure i saw it more times because that came out when did that originally come out that would have been when the first one came out in 2008 yeah so there's definitely time for me to see eight years since kung fu panda 3 came out that is crazy (laughs) that is so crazy it will be when kung fu panda 4 comes out it will have been what 16 years since the first one came out that's crazy really wild stuff but i'm looking forward to that especially the return of that uh leopard character because yeah he was by far the best okay after that strays the fall guy exorcist believer all these films something to look forward to i think the fall guy is the one that's most interesting from david leach starring ryan gosling and emily blunt about that i think it'll be fun i guess i'm not like 100 percent looking forward to it I think it'll be cool. Be a love letter yeah. to like stunt guys and should have solid action, of course. So yeah, I think I it'll be cool. So I'm not looking forward to strays. I think that'll be dumb. I think so too. But people apparently were really enjoying the trailer and then some of the bits that they were doing when because they brought Will I Ferrell, mean, Ferrell it's just, out. It's just the same thing as like Air Buds, where you make the dogs talk, but you make them <laughs> say swear words, and it's just like cool. Yeah, it's not the biggest yeah. draw for me. I'm not too big a fan of that. Um, Fast X will indeed be a two-parter with the part two coming in 2025, which is kind of weird. If you're going to do a two-parter, you should be a year apart. But yeah, that was confirmed there. And of course, it's coming out later this month. I mean, yeah, they're just slapping Dune part two on there, though. Like, which, yes, it was also one where they sort of split it in a thing, but... That what do you one, mean slapping Dune Part 2 on there? It's one book that they split into two movies. Yeah, I know. I'm saying with with that, though, they didn't know if they were going to get Dune Part 2. Like, they had Dune, which they, again, they put in the title thing, Part 1, but they, they also didn't know. So they were like, this could just be Dune, and then we never get anything else with Fast X. Like, they intentionally made it a two-parter. Like, they said that for years now. They just confirmed it here. So I don't know why they're going to... Are they going to call it Fast X Part 2? Like, that's the thing that I think is... It'll be Fast 11, for sure. It should be. But, yeah. That, again, I think should come out of your part. The thing with Dune, again, is we just did not know if they were going to get a second part. But thankfully, they did. So, you love yeah. to see it. With uh, the final thing they showed was Wicked, which they didn't have much footage of because it's like still filming. But they were able to show some footage, showed some dailies, and apparently that is really well received. So something to look forward to. Are you a Wicked fan? Aren't you? You know I'm a Wicked fan. You bought me so, a Wicked book. I know. So you are excited or not excited? Are you hesitant? Hesitant. Very, very hesitant. Because it's directed by... Uh, God, what is his name? From In the Heights. Please uh, tell me his name. Dang, I forget. John Cho. Oh, right. Is it John Cho? I was, I was going to say John, John Cho. John M. Chu. John okay. M. Chu. God, I just don't want to be racist. Yeah, John M. Chu. It is, in fact, John M. Chu. So, John M. Chu, yeah. yeah did I did not like In the Heights that much in the Heights. because I didn't like a lot of the things that he did with In the Heights. There were some parts I liked, 
but a lot of it was very much um I don't know, what's the way to put it? It was not as stylized as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. In some parts, and then some other parts, he hit it really well. Like the the song where the old lady dies, is great, right? Or like that's about it. I <laughs> I'm worried with Wicked being such an over stylized production. Like the songs are just so classical, like Hollywood classic Broadway, so over stylized in that sense. I'm worried he's gonna tone it down and try and make it more modern in a sense, and I don't want that. I want it to be over stylized. I want it to feel like I'm watching a sequel or I guess a prequel to the Wizard of Oz, like the actual mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. That's what I want to see. I want to see like extravagant practical sets and extravagant colors that are bright and crazy and stuff and extravagant practical effects. That's what I want to see. And right. I don't think I'm going to get it. I'm we'll sure see. he's going to lean more into that just since in we'll the see. Heights obviously had more of a grounded we'll element see. to it. I we'll think see. that's why he had the. <laughs> we'll see. I'm very hesitant about. It. Very, very hesitant. I think because it is like much more of that fantastical realm. Like obviously, you like get transported into that we'll right away. So I think they're. I think he is going to lean much more into that. I, of course, wasn't much more of a fan of In the Heights, but it definitely had a lot of problems, and it was the strength of like those songs. I think that we're able to make it much more elevated uh, but yeah wicked i'm not as attached to that property as you are so it's very good i'll be curious to just go in there and see for the first time really how it is but that's also a two-parter so which is crazy why would they do that i you tell me is there any place in there that it makes sense to cut the story into half no <laughs> well we'll see how there's they do no it, reason none I whatsoever and i don't know why just it's the same reason they made two harry potter movies for the last book just milking the money yeah ridiculous and they did that. i could have done it in one movie and it would have been incredible <laughs> i'm just saying would that be something you want to do one day is adapt wicked that would be fun yeah if i was going to do any musical it'd be wicked cool cool because I don't think I could get away with Book of Mormon. <laughs> Not in today's climate. Maybe you could. Just do Maybe. it. Screw it. Just go way. for it. There's a way. Okay, it's how about funny. the Lionsgate uh, presentation, which is very sparse. We're only going to really talk about the trailer for Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, the new Hunger Game prequel coming out. You just saw the trailer. What did you think? I did. It actually looks good. That's what I'm saying. I was surprised. Surprisingly good looking. Surprisingly. I don't think it's going to be amazing. I don't think it's going to blow my mind, but I think it's going to be on par quality wise as like, uh, what's a good thing to compare? Maybe like the Mandalorian. Just entertain, but in like a different sense, not necessarily like as family friendly or anything like that, but fun, interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be like, uh, and or anything i was gonna blow my mind no, like that certainly not but i think it will be a nice uh re-entry into that world i really like the hunger games and so i was surprised to see watching that trailer how much i was like i'm into this you yeah. know viola davis with I'll crazy hair Ooh, and she's awesome crazy so villainous cool. like monologuing i'm like that's awesome peter dinklage being in there too i'm like yes mm-hmm. this will be great um, it will be good 
so yeah and also the story itself because yeah i know um lily loves the book she says it's like better than the original hunger games books um and i was always hesitant on a prequel about president snow but i do think like watching i'm like this is actually very compelling of seeing how he gets started being sort of like one of those people that are just helping the um the contestants become a spectacle right but then he gets attached and I'm sure it's going to go poorly for um, Rachel Ziegler, right? That's her name. Yeah. Um, for her character, and that's going to send them spiraling. But that is a actual very compelling plot point, I think. So, yeah, I, I am read excited. Book. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm wondering what I'm going to do for that. Should I just go in and see the film for the first time and have a more like a say read it. perspective on it, or do I read it um, and then come at it from that angle? I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, depending on what we end up doing, because we're definitely going to have an episode on the Hunger Games yeah. quadrilogy of films, I guess. And then we'll talk my about only hesitation, My only hesitation with reading the book is that I enjoyed the first two books, but then I hated the third book, like with wow. a passion. I thought the third book was horrible. And then I recently rewatched Catching Fire with Alexa because she had been watching them while I was at work or something. And I came in like 20 minutes into Catching Fire, so I just watched it with her. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's a good movie. Catching Fire is. is a good movie. Yeah, I don't remember liking the first Hunger Games that much, and I didn't even watch the last two, I guess, because they split that book in half too for yeah, stupid reasons to make money. Wow, you didn't money. ever see them? Interesting. No, but I watched Catching Fire, and I I liked it when I first saw it. And I liked it again, rewatching it like six years later. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those first two, especially. I'll have to go back and revisit because I have not seen them ever since they first came out. Catching Fire two books. Days. But I do think some of the some of the stuff at the end of Mockingjay I think is really compelling. But yeah, there were some decisions throughout that book that it was not. Too I just big of a couldn't fan understand of. what was going on, like the way it was written. Mm. Like it was like there was the whole section where they're invading the Capitol. That whole bit, which is like the second half of the book, I can't right. picture any of it because it's just not written well enough for me. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to go back. Maybe it's because I was like fucking 13 when I read it. But the first two books, I understood clearly what was going on at all times. But that that last one, it was just a jumbled mess of certain things happening. I don't know. It was just very confusing. Very confusing for me. And then they also did a screening. Lionsgate did a Joyride screening. And apparently that was a slam dunk. What is Joyride? I don't think I've heard of it until now. It is. And I guess that's about a guy who takes a Joyride with a cop and then it gets out of hand. No, it's about four Asian women who return to China so that one of them can meet with her uh, biological parents. Oh, shit. I do know this movie. I've seen the trailer for this. There you go. Stephanie Sue is in it. Um, it's from Adele Lin. So That's cool. Yeah, it seems like it'll be really, really good. So I'm looking forward to it. Then. Something to yeah have on your radar as a comedy, studio comedy this uh, summer. I'm looking for more studio comedies, honestly. They haven't made a lot of good ones. I think this summer will be a good one. We'll have Joyride, No Hard Feelings. Barbie. Strays is there. I don't, you and I are both not big fans on it, but yeah. And then Barbie, which I wouldn't necessarily classify as that. But yeah. Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Um, So Paramount, we're going to blow through this because we got to get to our summer movie 
uh, season preview. Yeah, let's blast through. But Mission Impossible, it's moving up two days. Now, July 12th is when it comes out. So it can have more days in IMAX screens, I'm sure. So that'll be fun. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Mutant Mayhem, the animated film that has actual teens voicing each of the Mutant Ninja Turtles. They showed that. Um, so that, again, it seems like it'll be geared more towards the kid audience. Um, but it should have enough stuff for older fans of the Ninja Turtles. Are you a Ninja Turtle fan? Do you um, consider yourself a big one? Or on a no? scale of like 1 to 10, I'm probably a 6. Yeah. I like Ninja Turtles and I like a lot of the concept, but I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest fan. Gotcha. I'm probably a 7 or 8. Um, but yeah. Transformers 1, that is uh, an animated Transformer film coming out uh, next year. And Optimus Prime, they announced that it will be played by Chris Hemsworth. <gasps> Oh. <laughs> not chris pratt that would have been wild if they announced that though but no a different chris will it's be a me to... optimus prime <laughs> so yeah you can look forward to that brian tyree henry will be megatron and then they cool. filled out the rest of the voice cast with other you know name talent but yeah that's something to look forward to i suppose if you're a transforms film uh fan avatar the last airbender that movie is coming in 2025. They showed no footage because I'm sure none of it is done, but they have a photo that they revealed. It seems like the cast, the Aang gang, is going to be in their late 20s to early 30s, which I think is a little bit too aged up, to be honest. I feel like they could have done really? a, yeah, they could have done some stories of like the few years after the events of the series to show them as like young adults like right at that coming of age of going from teen to um like adult so i think i don't know it's a little bit too aged up but we'll see what they do with it i'm um, still excited it i mean yeah awesome. excited nonetheless should have preferred a, a different route there but is it gonna yeah. be about them like building that city i don't know but again that'd be cool it'd be a compelling plot um yeah i don't know if they'll adapt to the awesome. comics or if they'll just come up with some new story but um quiet place day one and if two films from krasinski he's directing if and then day one he's producer on um the if film though imaginary friends which they're calling it if which i think is again standing in for imaginary friends um i feel like they should have just called it that because if i don't know i hate one word titles like that that are now, hang on such hang on common titles describe what this describe what this words. is describe what the plot is it is about a young girl who discovers the ability to see imaginary friends that have been abandoned by kids who have grown up. Now, what does that sound like to you? It sounds like, well, the comparison I was going to make was going to be to Inside Out because no. of the one elements in there. But you have a different one. Are you going to say Foster's Home for Foster's Imaginary home, yeah. Friends? That one. Yes. Yeah, it's literally about it's literally about a foster home of imaginary friends who have been abandoned by the kids that have grown up. It's literally about that. It's literally about that. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's literally about that. <laughs> and they so, could have just made a foster home for imaginary friends movie, and they didn't. It's literally about that. Yeah, but you already had foster home for imaginary. Fuck friends. you, no. And it was solid. This one is going to be some. Would you have wanted to see that though in live action? I guess not. But God, I just <laughs> you see Max. Like, an an, an animated over. movie would have been cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would have uh, 
Rick I think an up. animated movie would have been great. But you're right. The reason now that you made that connection, the reason this seems so compelling to me is because I loved Foster's Home growing up. I thought that was great. Yeah. So amazing. Eduardo. <laughs> so that this thing is very compelling. Dude, who is the cheese guy? What was his name? The cheese guy? Have, yeah. Remember? He what was always talking about the cheese. No, I don't remember. Well, oh, after the show. Oh, the rabbit? Like, the rabbit? The rabbit butler? No. No. I don't think so. It was in the I rabbit. No, cheese was, guy. We'll talk about it after the show. <laughs> okay. Maybe someday down the line. Maybe when we cheese. do the review for If, we'll talk about Foster's Home. We absolutely how, should. The comparisons between them. Um, and then they had a new Rise of the Beasts trailer for the Transformers film coming out later this summer. But. Oh, so I said mine, the creator, for you, of all the films I've mentioned here, what is the one that you're most excited about seeing? Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, 100%. Okay, now what's the Absolutely. one that wasn't on your radar that you're already really hyped about that you are now anticipating more mm, than before? I guess, pfft, I don't know. None of them, like, grabbed me that much. Like, the ones that I already knew about, I knew about because I was already excited, but the new ones aren't as, like, gripping to me, I suppose. I guess because I didn't know much about the Avatar movie, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to learn more about it. Kung Fu Panda 4, I'm excited. I didn't like know much about that either. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I guess I'm excited for the creator, too. It sounds interesting. I'm not as excited as you are, for sure. That's probably about it. None of these like grabbed me. Oh, no, no hard feelings. I'm excited for no hard feelings. It sounds good. Cool. I like Jennifer right. Lawrence. Nice. All right. Now we can do a summer movie season preview. This one is going to be stacked compared to years past. Finally getting closer to that pre-pandemic level. Yeah, major blockbusters, of course. You have to get have, your Regal Unlimited. Oh, already got it. And Let's I'm go. Be abusing that thing this summer. It's going to be great. Oh, so shit. We have, <laughs> we have <laughs> all the major blockbusters. I mean, look at how many we have here. I'm going to list all these. I'm not going to see all of them, but the vast majority probably there's just gonna be a few that i'll skip out on like the scarier ones but all the major blockbusters like the ones in our draft we have guardians fast x little mermaid flash indiana jones mission possible and barbie so pretty much our whole draft is this summer you only have one more film in your roster that will come out after the summer but then mine is completely done and then again call it then i guess in like august (laughs) You never know. You never know. Again, it's yeah, because Aquaman is going to do gangbusters. <laughs> Look, historically, the last film in the roster has been The Decider, so we'll see. That'd be pretty epic. But, but we, I have all, we have all those. We have Elemental from Pixar, Across the Spider-Verse, the Transformers film, Oppenheimer. So a bunch of blockbusters coming out. And then for the mid-tier films that are possibly going to be potential hits, maybe... Um, but have a much more of a risk of falling short. What are some of those, Dylan? Insidious, The Red Door, Blue Beetle, which I would have put in Blockbuster just for your sake because you like Blue Beetle. The Meg 2, skip. Gran Turismo, <laughs> Last Voyage of Demeter, and Haunted Mansion. I'd probably skip uh, maybe all of those. Really? Except Wait, for Blue so Beetle. I would watch Blue Beetle. All the major blockbusters, are you watching all of those? Or are there any okay, that you so skip? I will probably not watch Fast X unless I really want to. <laughs> I might, if, draft, reviews, you if the reviews it. are at least moderately good, I'll go see it. Because I expect it to be horrible. But if it gets at least moderately good reviews, maybe I'll go see it just because I'm curious. Probably <laughs> won't see that, though. 
Might skip out on Elemental. Definitely won't see Transformers, but I'll see all the rest of them. Wow. I'm seeing all of those Black Pressers except Fast X. Fuck you. <laughs> what if it's amazing? What if it's the best movie of the year? Not even then. And you then you would see it. You would see the it. If I told you it was a five out of five, you would see it. I, I would make I you go so. with me, If it was me, genuinely though. good and I sold you on it, you would go see it. Yeah, I would make you go with me, though, because we would have to talk about yeah. your film taste after that. Like, did you get hit in the head or something? What happened in Tennessee? Did you fall down while hiking? Because, wow. Um, the mid-tier love the way the cars don't obey the <laughs> yeah. laws of physics. Dude. It's honestly such a creative choice. Car. The way he drives is just, wow. Cindy. I like that it's about family. <laughs> such a powerful theme, bro. Like, everyone has family. And they have I family. have family. They have family. Paul Walker's family. Rest in peace. <laughs> wow. So wow. for the mid-tier hits potential hits obviously i'll see blue beetle i'm excited about that but no way will it be a major blockbuster um and then gran turismo i am interested in but yeah everything else nah uh -huh. and then yeah, list off some of those smaller films that we're gonna look out for yeah so some of those studio comedies we mentioned no hard feelings and joyride definitely gonna see no hard feelings based on the reception joyride is getting i guess i'll go see that it was one that I wasn't going to go to, but now I think I will. Asteroid City, I know you're going to be in theaters for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you going to our next movie night on Friday coming up? We're going to watch uh, a Wes Anderson movie. I don't know which one yet. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, maybe. We'll see what it is. We'll see what I'm doing, too. But, yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Past Lives, have you heard of this? No, I don't know what that is. I don't want to jinx it. I really hope I don't. I don't want to raise expectations or anything like that. But based mm -hmm. on your history, yeah. and based on what I know of the film, potential number one of the year contender for you. Is it an Asian film? <laughs> it is. It's a Korean film. Um, <laughs> but it is getting like incredible reviews. It was by far the best out of um, Sundance. Was yeah, I'm looking at the seen. description. I'm going to fucking love this movie. There you go. I saw the trailer, which again, maybe you see the trailer, maybe you don't. Just go on. Like, don't even read too much about it anymore. You I'll should just stop. You should just watch it. But I would say don't. I would say just go into it. You already know it's a big contender. I'm recommending it personally. You know, it's a Korean film, so maybe it's already high chance. Trailer? When is it coming out? Um, in even summer. Know? When? In it's really weird how they're dropping it in summer, but it's in June. I can't wait that long. June Not for a Korean movie. Second. I have to watch the trailer. It's June second. Don't do it. But the trailer is phenomenal. Like I watched it, I randomly picked it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I need to see this." This will be great. The and then I thought, we, as soon as I hit stop on the recording, <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up and watch it. Text me afterwards of what you think, because I'll have to I run will. out of here. But. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, oh boy, I think I just found Dylan's uh, number one. <laughs> so there's that. Then there's Theater Camp, which also seems like a fun movie. Um, pretty self-explanatory based on the uh, the title there, but also really well received in um, Sundance. And then for mm -hmm. you, Mr. Former Thespian, maybe that yeah. would be one to be on the lookout. And then The Blackening, which is a comedy horror film like slasher oh of, yeah I, remember, I know this one this one sounds like really fun of, i like the tagline is we can't all die first exactly it's so good um so yeah that's one of those where like the tagline and the title like maybe them being switched 
or well because the back thing would be a good tagline but like that tagline is so good and i think conveys the like premise of the film better but yeah it's a bunch of black people in a cabin in the woods and then they're getting chased by a killer and then of course the trope of the black people die first so then the mm -hmm. slasher is trying to figure out like how can i rank these people in terms of who is the most black so i can kill them first so it sounds like a really funny film um but yeah i think all of those that i mentioned there i think i'll be seeing we'll have to see with wes anderson because again i have yet Come to see on. it in theaters um you've never seen a wes anderson movie in theaters no we talked about this with um the that's crazy that's so crazy the only one <laughs> I saw Moonrise Kingdom in theaters. I saw Fantastic Mr. Fox in theaters. I saw Isle of Dogs in theaters. I saw French Dispatch in theaters. I missed Grand Budapest in theaters, which is annoying to me because I really wanted to watch in theaters and I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. And all the earlier ones before Fantastic Mr. Fox, I was too young to see in theaters. But dude, his movies are so good in theaters, especially French Dispatch. That was a great experience. I know. I wanted you to see it there. Scumbag. You it scumbag. Go so watch it on HBO Max. We'll have to see if I'll be able to catch this one in theaters. I'm hoping to, but yeah, a bunch of those. Which ones have you not seen films. of his movies, do you think? There are plenty that I haven't seen. I haven't seen French Dispatch yet. I've seen Budapest. What are... Do you want me to just um, go through all of them? Because I can list all of them. Yeah, you probably know all of them. It's honestly it's a, a vast majority. I've seen the short. Um, no, not the feature, though. R Rushmore? No. Royal Tenenbaums. No, I wanted to. Then. Really? I know. The Darjeeling Limited. Absolutely not. Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. <laughs> yeah, with you. Were you there for that movie night? <laughs> that was mm -hmm. a good movie night. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox? I would. It's one of those where it's like you've seen it, but you truly remember nothing about it. You don't remember so anything like, about that movie? You're crazy. Like, obviously, some, but the plot literally almost none of it okay that might be like the, the visuals movie have stuck more them. but the plot no that might be the movie we watched the movie night because lillian's never seen it and isa fell asleep for a good chunk of it when she <laughs> watched it last so i think we're gonna watch that one right um but yeah what about be... i'm trying to remember yeah. more I'll again dogs, i haven't I'll I'll not as well studied on uh wes anderson even You've though seen I'll I'll dogs. yeah no in... what <laughs> no that's okay it's not that great you saw Grand yeah, Budapest. That's what though, I heard right? from you is that you didn't like it too much. Yeah, I've seen Budapest. So you've seen Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, Fantastic Mr. Fox, but you can't remember it, and Grand Budapest Hotel, and that's it. So like two and a half, basically. Yeah. You dick. <laughs> that's crazy. It's like one of my favorite. Oh, Moonrise Kingdom, I forgot to say. Also not. That's crazy. Moonrise Kingdom is one of the best ones. God, you're insane. Oh there my will be God. a Wes Anderson episode at some point where we can stock up. And then the movie. If we night. do a Wes Anderson episode, it will be every single one of his movies. You'll have to watch all of them. So the sooner the better before he makes any more. I mean, we'll do a two-parter for it. We can't fit it all into one episode. It'd be massive. That would be epic. It'd be a three-hour episode. We've done those before. Yeah, but there you go. But all right, that is the summer movie season preview. It is going to be quite fun to see and yeah. get to talk about all of those movies on the show. There are quite a few that we mentioned there that we will be having episodes for. So stay tuned. It'll be a packed summer. Indeed. That's all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show, you can email us at theboxofficeshowpod at gmail.com. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. If you like the show, please give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to, and be sure to tune in next week. Have a great rest of your day.